0: Welcome to another episode of the Not For Nothing podcast. I am Natasha, one of your co-hosts. You may know me on the internet as Pussyweed. And I'm Sarah Elsayed. You might know me online as How Can I Help You? And today we have some funny things to talk to you about coming live from New York. Yeah, um, I feel like we've been having a lot of conversations around uh, appropriate forms of communication. Yeah, And we've established that the main one that is unacceptable is voice notes. I put out a PSA, I feel like,
1: maybe I put this PSA out every six months or so for the new followers, the new people who are maybe texting me in a business setting, and it you're not allowed to send me, a. Vo- the rules are quite simple. You cannot send me a voice note, and I can send you any amount and quantity of voice note that I want.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna say, you. You hold a pretty hot take on voice notes, yet on our way here, you left me one. So I'm getting a little mixed signals here. What's up? There was a logistic reason for that. I would say that that voice note that I sent you was so that I could remember
1: something. Okay. You know, so or so I could remember to talk to you about it. I didn't necessarily need you to listen to it. Got it. You know? And it was, like, a logistics thing. Like, I had too many bags in my hand. I couldn't type it out. So
0: that's the thing. I was never a voice notes girl while I lived here. Mm-hmm. But in L.A., now that I'm driving, and you should never text and drive. And honestly, my life is not that interesting. Like, there's no text that's ever that emergent that I need to answer I right all my
1: texts you are pretty urgent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I used to live They require t- your immediate attention. I used to live, like, a different life, but it was mostly working from home where, like, you know, you're, mm-hmm. like millions of follower pages, you need to, like, be online at all times. But yeah. now I'm, like, in my healing era doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, I could pull over and wait. But I have been doing a few more voice notes.
1: Yeah, and, like, I think the amount of urgency, like, the the topic has a lot to do with it. Like, if it's my friend sitting in their ca- car leaving me a voice note about a boy, I don't want to hear it.
0: Yeah, I don't want it to be some, like, long ramble about... No. I also don't like when you, sh- like, flip up the conversation, like, format. Like, if we're texting and then suddenly yep. we're in these, like, heart-to-heart voice notes, like, just call me. One of the worst things someone can do as a voice note is
1: talk to you on the voice note about their schedule. I am going to be here from this date to this date, but on Saturday I can't meet up because I have this. <laughs> Baby, I can barely keep my own yeah. schedule in my head. I didn't hear what you were saying. I'm not replaying it or rewinding it. I heard you could rewind now, which does cha- make a big difference. Well,
0: then there's also that thing where I don't know if your phone does this, but it's like when I lift it, it pauses. And then, you know, it's like you get a text and it pauses. Oh. I'm just like, oh, the lifting and the pausing.
1: I have a story for you about this. <laughs>
0: the lifting and the pausing. <laughs> there was the you bend guys, and snap. Now there's the lift and pause. The lift and
1: pause. I'm telling you. I think, like, the shortcuts that Apple Apple does, like, none of the shortcuts should be automatically installed on your phone. Because they cause problems. <laughs> like, they're problematic. I'm going to tell you exactly why. Okay, what's up? For those who don't know, I wasn't a sorority. Me when, too. Yeah. Greek life girlies. Well, <laughs> Greek life rejects, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: I don't think they were happy with my presence. It's
1: pretty remarkable that we did the Greek life thing. Uh, we're not stereotypical girlies. But then again, I don't, I don't know about you, but my organization was definitely not the typical sorority. We were a little bit off.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, mine was like pretty classic. W- oh, really? Like, I was definitely. We were a bit culty, I would say.
1: Because yeah. I was in a local org, I will say that too. So being in a local org is like having traditions literally passed down from group to group without like the expansion i feel like sorority greek life expands like religion like they're popping up all over the place yeah but like my org never left that campus <laughs> my org never left that campus i think we're coming up on almost we're gonna soon it's gonna be 90 years
0: of just your school of just that school yeah no mine was like that's culty right yeah
1: well it's my turn to be the cult leader at this point okay So I'm Pledge Master, or what, that's what we used to call it. Oh,
0: you were, like, that level of involved.
1: Oh, yeah, I was Vice President. I was Pledge Master. I was Fundraising Chair. Okay. I ran events. I, like, if there's one thing I'm going to do, it's overcommit. Got it. Definitely. Yeah. When I'm in something, I'm in it deep. Deep. <laughs> so. I'm Pledge Master, which is quite the title And, you know, there's, like, secrets and traditions and things that need to be held sacred in an organization that's been around that, you know, older than you, older than, you know, some of our oldest living grandparents. Like, this place has seen generations of women, so you do have to hold something sacred. So it's my responsibility to bring the traditions on to the next class of girls. Uh, With there was great responsibility within this role also with the school. They make you sign paperwork, and they basically like, if you haze, you can go to jail.
0: Yeah, which, like, makes sense. Makes sense.
1: So one fateful day, about a week into the pledge process, I get a phone call from the school, and they say, it's time to halt your pledge process. So my stomach is in my butt. Like, I'm really just, like, I'm done god only knows what's going on what did we do wrong yeah, what did you do i don't know if i'm at liberty to say that but the point here is that voice notes got me in a buttload of trouble because this was the time i think i had maybe an iphone 5 i was gonna time.
0: say you were already i think i was blackberry in college really i never had a blackberry in my life mm-hmm. or a
1: sidekick never sidekick but i was big on the blackberry i really was like a loser for that for not having either of those phones it was like whack but i had no job so i had no choice (laughs) i was a child um so i have an iphone 5 in college and on the iphone it was this thing where you would lift the phone up and if you spoke into it like if you had a text message open and you spoke into your phone and you put it down it would auto send a voice note what yep Yep. Like, there was no button pressing. I didn't ever select voice note.
0: (laughs) What did you So here I am. Yeah.
1: One of the alumni, one of the beautiful, sweet alumni, probably between 60 and 70 years old at the time, texts me. I'm in college. I'm like 21-year-old punk. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I heard the pledge process was halted. Please, Uh, at the time, our, our advisor was a rabbi. She was like, contact the rabbi and tell him. Wait.
0: Yeah. The advisor to your sorority. To my sorority. That
1: wasn't a, a Jewish sorority. It was a rabbi? It was a rabbi.
0: He was great. He
1: was really it, sweet.
0: It was a man?
1: It was a man. Okay.
0: So many questions.
1: God bless Rabbi Rabinowitz. <laughs>
0: Just different God. Yeah. Blessing.
1: He was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> G-D. <laughs> it's
0: like bless. you're blessing a different God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, anyway. He was awesome, so she's like, contact him and let me know if everything is okay. And in her text message, she had said the word okay like five times. So I'm in a stinky-ass mood. (laughs) I'm in a a stinky mood. I think that I'm going to be, like, my college career, I'm in, like, the last, I think I'm in the last semester of college. I'm like, it's over. I'm not going to get a job. This is going to be on my record. I'm going to get arrested for God knows what, what allegations are coming my way. So... There's people in my room, in my sorority, and they're telling. I'm talking to them about what just happened. I'm like, oh, this beautiful alum is texting me, and she tells me contact the rabbi, okay? And I'm, I'm very, very. I talk with my hands a lot. Yeah. And as expressive as I am, I picked up my phone as I'm telling the story. I'm like, she calls me and she tells me, X, Y, and Z. And I put the phone down as I continue the story, and I hear. No. Sent, well. as a, sent as a voice note. So it's sent me making fun of this woman to the woman.
0: That's a really important lesson in not being an asshole.
1: Oh, just wait. It gets so much better. So I still don't even realize what's happening. And she responds and she goes, LOL, I hear this other girl in my sorority in the background. So she's taking it lighthearted. I'm like, haha, we're trying to make light of it. You know, I'm, like, playing it off, like, kind of like, okay, she knows what happened. I know what happened. It's all good. We're moving past it. And then I did it again. Yep, I did it again to the same woman in the same chat because I didn't know the reason that it happened. I had no idea why it happened. I'm still emoting with my hands.
0: (laughs) So this woman is just getting, like... She's
1: getting bullied by me. First of all, we get accused collectively as a unit. Amazing. As Puthmaster for (laughs) bullying, essentially. And then... I go ahead and bully a 60 to 70 year old woman who's an alumna of my sorority, a sweet angel that only wants the best for us. I'm not even bullying her, I'm just being a dick because I'm stressed out. So, a week passes. Damn. A week passes.
0: I'm like sweating for you You should be sweating, I'm I'm already,
1: I'm like shaking telling (laughs) this story.
0: Excessively sweating already.
1: A week passes. I'm in this little study hall. I'm just there working. My little walks in. She's with like some kid in another fraternity. A pi actually.
0: <laughs> You're sure your sorority's not Jewish?
1: My sorority's not Jewish, but we do love Jewish people. And it was on Long Island, so, so. it's kinda Jewish, <laughs> inherently. <laughs> so he walks in, she walks in, and we're, she's like, oh my God, please tell him the story of what happened. I did it a third time, (laughs) I did it a third time. I did it a third time to this woman. That's all, that's all I have to say because I'm going back to the text thread to recall what happened and I did it again and I just was like, you know what? I'm really, I need to get rid of my phone. I just need to not be here anymore and I bowed out. At the end of the semester, I was like (laughs) farewell. By the way, our pledge process continued. Everybody was fine, everybody was safe. We're all good.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: But that's a lesson. That's uh. So I have a valid reason for hating voice notes.
0: Have you spoken to her recently? I've never spoken to her again.
1: I, uh, you want me to show my face to the woman who I bullied three times to her face? <laughs> to apologize. I'm basically blackmailing her. Like, I'm, <laughs>
0: I'm literally sending her... Do you want to take this moment to make amends?
1: If you're listening to this right now, God bless you. You're an angel. You meant no harm.
0: And Nothing she's changed. But love. I'm changed. I'm changing, this
1: is why I don't use voice notes. And she this now
0: knows I, better to not be mean.
1: Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if I was being mean. I don't want that to get misconstrued. Cause I, I was never being mean. I was irritated audibly with the situation.
0: I don't think you're allowed to be the one who <laughs> to decide if it was mean or not. True. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all that to say we're very sorry <laughs> wherever you are i'm holding accountability here i am sorry yeah as you say sorry to your sorority i still wait for them to say it. <laughs> 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 uh, one day good times <laughs> but yeah it's absolutely it was a weird world it was different I, it was a different so time you have like Post-voice note traumatic disorder. I do. I, I, it's CPTSD for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, that is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I, I don't have any bad voice note situations.
1: Well, now everyone knows this is my six-month PSA. Don't send me a goddamn voice note
0: ever in your life. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite voice note that I've ever received um, is like the nerdiest thing my family does. And what's that? Um, So we were talking about this the other day, but all the women in my family, we have the same gynecologist. And this woman also delivered me and my sister. And so we've been going to see her for like forever. But she has the same automated like voicemail that like gets sent out uh, like the day before your appointment, Mm -hmm. like since ever. And it's like the most irritating robotic voice but my dad just loves imitating is it. Is it her voice? No, it's like is a it random a computer generator. Uh-huh. It's like, hello, this is Dr. Blah, blah, blah's office. <laughs> this is to remind you. And so my dad used to, like, send me him, like, imitating it. And then my sister will also send me voice notes of, like, her imitating it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I actually love that. It's, like, a funny. And so one time my mom actually, like, recorded it. I didn't even know she knew technologically how right. to like record something and like send it to me was it the voice note feature I, yeah maybe <laughs> you know. um but it, that's like our pretty cute that's the only time i've ever experienced voice notes with my family that's cute and that's it's very so cute. random because this woman has had the same automated like confirmation probably for 40 years now
1: that's actually nuts i'm surprised yeah. that means she still has a house phone basically <laughs> that's been calling and, or it's a fax machine like I don't even yeah, know like, I don't how even that know operationally how I works. Even,
0: it's crazy, and it's, it's just hilarious. And that's wild. Yeah, that's, that's actually nuts. You know, I you can't have believe some you trim- have the same guy now as everybody in your family. Yeah, I mean, not my dad, but, yeah, everybody yeah. else in my family, yes. Technically, it's his, too. <laughs> I mean, he also knows her. He's a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we do, and... That's crazy. I think I would feel too
1: awkward for that. So when I was young, my mom's gyno, the one who delivered me, his wife was my pediatrician. Mm. So there was some family balance there, but um, she, you know, retired.
0: I think that. He did too. Yeah, my pediatrician passed away actually like two years ago. So sad. Um, I was still seeing him. Oh, wow. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I, I was seeing a
1: pediatrician until way too <laughs> late. Yeah, until
0: I think I was 21, and then he was like, I literally, like, don't want to see you anymore. Like, no, it was, like, later for me. He I think was, like, I was like three, making people uncomfortable in the
1: waiting room. <laughs> like, I'm, like, in vaping. college, they're, like, <laughs> looking for my baby. Oh. They're, yeah. like, where's your kid? I'm, like, oh, no. So
0: <laughs> it's for me. I think it's strep. <laughs> <laughs> Mono. <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> me. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I think it would be weird, but I think also that... I'm from a family of doctors that, like, medicine and, like, going to the doctor is, is just, like, such a normalized conversation all the time mm-hmm. that it's, like, not weird. And also, she would never discuss anything. Of course. I'm know? not thinking she's violating HIPAA. Yeah, applause. no, she's, and I she has a daughter who's, like, mixed. my age or my sister's age. So I feel like that's also really comforting because she'll, like, give me advice, like, oh, yeah, I, I've, like, you know, like, trends in birth control and she'll be like my daughter tried it and like broke out like i don't think you should take it love that you know i'm like i kind of am comforted at the idea that you like actually know my mom because sometimes you like need a mom in the room to make these decisions oh yeah like getting Uh, an iud is traumatic like i wish my mom was there to be like don't do it yeah haven't done it i would not recommend i got it removed because it was like the worst experience of my life and it's honestly so painful and now i'm seeing all these like stuff on like tiktok and whatever where they talk about how they're like putting you under anesthesia and like giving you all these like pain medication they're putting you
1: under anesthesia for an iud
0: and i'm like what the fuck
1: i I think they were supposed to always though like
0: that was just yanked out of me that's
1: disturbing
0: like i and then this is like tmi but like so you're like locally numb Mm -hmm. and so you're just like pissing on yourself and there's like blood everywhere really? like, i had to wear like almost a diaper kind of for like the first like night when it's done that's like so it's scary. so painful that's really scary and so yeah. i'm like comforted at the fact that you know i know her in that way also but yeah it was definitely like those first times you go when you're like 16 and you're like answering dicer questions
1: yeah but well, that's like
0: just one phase of your life you know now i'm just like i'm an adult my mom's an adult my sister's an adult yeah like we're all open ab- about life yeah i need to
1: well as everybody knows i don't have health insurance so we gotta uh, work on that my situation is a little bit different um i don't like have any primary care physician at all oh but, like, yeah it's i like use i just panic it's like if something goes wrong i like call everybody who sp- has a family member in medicine and i'm like who can you My eczema cream. You can, um, you know, fill me in for a quick appointment. Um, and I do feel blessed to have to be aging to the point where some of my friends are becoming doctors now. That's the dream. So I'm like really praying that I get a good network of doctors around me that are gonna keep me alive at least (laughs) a little bit longer. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mostly use her as my primary care, which like also drives her nuts. Oh wow. She's like, you need another doctor. other than me she's like like, i am your
1: guy no i'm not going to give you an antibiotic for your lungs but i'm like
0: but you're your your
1: family (coughs) essentially yeah if you've seen much that much of me and my family you're in you're in you're in that's why it's hilarious (laughs) she
0: brought you into this world she can take you out That's why i'm (laughs) always just like this is nuts you knew me before i knew
1: me literally that's so true Wow, that's so nuts. It's also, like, I'm sorry, this is so psychotic. You know how they say, like, in your grandmother are the eggs that your mom as a baby inside the womb would use to conceive you? What? So think about it. uh, When you're in, like, let's say I'm your grandmother. Crazy. I'm pregnant with your mom. Okay. (laughs) And as your mom is forming inside of me, it's growing all of the parts of a human, including the eggs, that will ultimately be what conceive you.
0: I don't think you're making eggs as a baby.
1: No, you are. You, your eggs are never gone.
0: You have them, I think, since birth. I, don't and then th- you I never think you, develop, you like grow them you with grow puberty.
1: Them. I don't think so. I think they start falling in puberty.
0: Fact check. Yeah. I mean actually I'm not going to fact check I'm going to ask ask the audience I'm going to ask Paula tomorrow Oh yeah let her know I'm going to see her. her tomorrow so She's family I'll be like hey on the podcast I was asking this question like does the grandma <laughs>
1: but isn't that nuts that technically she can know generations in the future that you haven't even
0: considered yet Crazy goes deep I mean what if these generations what generations
1: you're like, the generation's stopping. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm taking
0: it into my own hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it stops here. <laughs> wow, so Paula saw the end of an era. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the weird stops here. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants my jeans. <laughs> okay. I have a question. Yeah.
1: Are you uh unlock the phone with your face girly? Depends. Oh, so you have the option that. It's there. yeah. I don't. You took off the face ID? Yeah, I did. And I don't know when I did it, but it hasn't been a thing for a long time. I'm, like, terrified of AI. I, <laughs> For someone who has her face plastered all over the internet, you'd, th- you'd think I'd be a little less scared. But yeah, why
0: are you? I'm I not into it. I have it. My, I think it's, like, it's just practical. I'm not into it.
1: I do my phone password, but my phone password is so stupid. What's your phone password? Wait, do you have four or <laughs> six digits? Six, but not, not- <laughs> But they're all the same. Not because, I, not because I want six digits. I think they forced me.
0: You can change it, I'm back to four.
1: I want, I want back to four. I'm four. On four. If and I could do two, I'd be it's two. It's my birthday. If it could be one digit, I think I'd do it. But I wouldn't make that one digit my face.
0: <laughs> I have nothing to hide on my phone. Oh, it's not about having something
1: to hide. My phone password, in case anybody wants to know it, it's five 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 five. Why five? Because it's the center where my thumb naturally falls. Yeah, it's the, the laziest, nails. You
0: can't even. You're like.
1: It's the laziest phone password in the world,
0: <laughs> and I love when I meet someone who has the same one. Talking to Sarah on the phone is like, and I, I don't, don't even do have nails. So and I, I don't <laughs> even
1: know. That. I don't even know that that's what other people's experience are. It's so funny. Until they tell me, and then I still think I'm getting away with it.
0: Robert can know if I'm on the phone with you because he's just hearing the, like, clickety-clackety. That's actually pathetic. It was I so funny when you were in L.A. and I got, like, the press-on nails, and I had, like, long nails for the first time, and I, I felt like Sarah. Okay, you feel me? It was so funny. <laughs> I couldn't type for shit. Like, I don't know how you get anything done. I I
1: do it at everybody else's your disposal. Finger, I mean, your fingers
0: just like fully displaced. I couldn't even get my card gonna, out of the parking. I have bin. arthritis.
1: Like, <laughs> it's not good. The weed is for the inflammation. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, know. No, but that I... that's a valid problem. Not being able to grab a card out. People carry tweezers.
0: I know. So I don't think I could be a long nail girly. I did it for two weeks. It was really fun. I felt really hot, but it they weren't long. Let's let's <laughs> go back really quick.
1: They, were so they long weren't for long me. nails. It was like just off the tip of her finger, <laughs> like just barely seeing the light of day. <laughs> it was Try so it again. It was so <laughs> like long. I've been getting like acrylics since I was like a late teen, like maybe like fifteen, sixteen. That's not late teen. I guess that's early teens. And then just it's just teens. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> just teens. being a teenager. <laughs> Teenagers. Um, because like my parents didn't want me to get acrylics before that, and then I think it was like because they didn't want they, My dad also, when I was young, didn't want me to paint my nails certain yeah colors. me neither
0: i could I only paint do black
1: i, I couldn't, couldn't paint red
0: yeah i could only do like cute pinks or like a fun Beige. color
1: oh no no no! it could
0: be like an absolute like random color but it definitely couldn't be black because they were like so scared i would be emo and i was like <laughs> you
1: have no idea <laughs> what the I'm ride you're so in emo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like it's not about what you wear it's about how hard you hurt it, it's very true <laughs> you know it's like, like we should get bumper stickers
1: of that instead of like who rescued who yeah like it's i like wear
0: red but like i cry myself about to sleep it's about how hard you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but now i only do my nails black but right now i'm recovering from my long nail your dog in it yeah i had to because the long nails i was so nervous that my parents would see them are you serious you're more nervous about that than them seeing it black just because they would be making jokes all the time. And That's I'd so crazy. I'm going to reiterate, they were not long. They and were so, not long. So I ripped them all off before I left L.A., and now there's, like, no more nail left. Oh, I feel bad. Um, I have a question, you know, like, as an
1: elder emo, yeah. which I do think you identify as, you know, I'm a somewhere in between punk and goth as an adult, um... Are there anything that you're, is there anything that you're holding on to in your physical identity that, like, you're afraid to let go of because you're afraid
0: people won't notice that you are alt? That's hilarious. Absolutely. And what are they? So the black nails, obviously. Yeah. And then my rook piercing. Yes. I feel like that's my most, like, oh. I'm like, an edge lord. Like, she's kind of weird. Right. Like she's she, got something. Like, she looks like, we talk about this a lot, but, like as I feel like uh, I normally have very curly hair, but like when I blow dry it and like straighten it and the way I dress, I kind of give off this like potentially could be Republican vibe. Oh yeah,
1: you could go Christian girl core. You know, I Real quick. We, we
0: talked about this before, but like the I am so close to being a Mormon okay. if I weren't the Belgian Jew that I am.
1: Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you appear Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: so it's like, oh, maybe she's kind of edgy. It's like, like a rook piercing.
1: And I Amish girl
0: have that? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got it done in St. Mark's too, which was pretty fun. Did you? And the piercer was very hot, and it was a good time. And I did it with my friend Isabel. Right. We I love that. did it together, that. and my old roommate from college too. But I recently had to take it out because I was oh, doing an you, MRI. Oh, you didn't put it back? I wasn't able to do it myself.
1: Are you going to put it back?
0: Yeah, I just, like, I need help. Let's <laughs> go to a piercer today and have them put it back. Oh, yeah, because I know? wanted to get new jewelry anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, I would say that's. That's my secret edgy thing.
1: Yeah, okay, cool. I, I would say mine very clearly is my double nose ring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's like, I am I do think I am starting to reach an age where I kind of would want to take it out, but it's so part of my identity that I, I forget about it even yeah. being there. Like I go into professional settings all the time and I'm just like, oh my God, they're probably looking at me like I'm nuts. Like I'm like a bull. I have like so much metal in my face. I don't even think about it. I'm like shaking hands nice to meet you you know and I'm just like wow I'm they probably think I'm like trying so hard but as someone who doesn't have tattoos and who's held out for so long let me have this
0: yeah I feel like that's the thing because we don't have tattoos we have to be edgy so we don't look edgy and the eyeliner too I would also say my uh right now it's winter in New York so I'm wearing the booties but like normally I'm like a like black high top converse or vans girly like all the time And I feel like the fact that I wear Converse with, like, skirts to fancy events is my most, like, elder emo.
1: But it's funny. Like, there is a type of person. I do think Converse are one of those things that's acceptable in, like, late adulthood. um, But it also is held on by the most edgy of society. Like, um, there was this architect that I worked with in the beginning of my, like, corporate career. And he... Honestly, he was the shit, like he had it. He had a ton of buildings that he had worked on and he was super, super high profile, but he would walk around the office in a room full of corporate people in his converse and that was what made him comfortable. And I'm just like, I always wanna be that person. I have a theory that like, I think the more successful you get, the less corporate you should dress because it's like, I've earned the right to chill the hell out. And also
0: think it's like part of your brand like my personal brand no it's like i'm more uncomfortable when i see people like trying too hard but it's like i've you know you can tell when they're like the converse they've worn their whole lives yeah that's very true (laughs) you know no one's questioning the authenticity that's so true um
1: yeah (laughs) all right so let's see what else did we have on our list for today I wanted to talk a little bit about, oh, this is a good one. We both recently traveled at the same time. So it's like you traveled, yeah. I think, like, you flew out like 12 hours after me. Which was so ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is going to be a big travel year for us as we record and we try to get to be together during this time instead yeah. of doing virtual episodes. As often as possible, we're going to try to film in the studio. Um, but on the plane, I always question. This is also kind of goes into, like, the night sleeper
0: mm-hmm.
1: question, but, like, are there
0: people who get hot on planes? I feel like it needs to be a graph. Right. There's always, like, before takeoff, Uh huh. I feel like it gets very hot. Really? Like, I feel like they're, like, switching up the ventilation for a little bit. There's always, like, a moment where it'll get, like, hot on the plane. Mm-hmm. But generally, I, I'm, like, the cold person. So I'm freezing. It, I they hand out blankets. They hand out blankets, but I'll, I bring, like, a jacket knowing I can use it as, like, a... Same. I'll, like, take it off and then put it frontwards, you know? Absolutely. Like I Snuggie. do the exact yeah. same.
1: First of all, I don't ever want to touch the airplane blanket.
0: Oh, I don't th- care. The they co- don't clean them. The clothes I'm wearing, like on the plane, are immediately going. They're essentially lit on fire when you. Yeah. Home. So I'm like, <laughs> all hell breaks loose here. Because right. I was gonna ask you, do you take your shoes off on planes? Never. What am I a psycho? I do always you? Do. But I What have are you wearing? Tivas. No converse. <laughs> but I have m- another pair of like thicker socks that I like use for like airplane like slipper socks.
1: Oh no, 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 no! But I, I don't go to the bathroom. I don't go to the bathroom without I, them. On. I I don't go to the bathroom on planes unless yeah, it's I, an absolute emergency. I really emergency. try not to.
0: Except like that one time I got food poisoning and like I had to go to the bathroom. Terrible. To evacuate. Terrible. That hate so bad. that for you. But no, I just take them off when I'm like curling up in a ball to sleep.
1: Okay, I see what you're saying. I don't. So I don't believe in the airplane blankets. I do bring an extra layer. But you know what I'm thinking. For how much we're paying for flights, airlines should be less cheap. I have a feeling they're just taking the freezing outside, and I have no science to back this, so correct me if I'm wrong. Hot take. (laughs) Hot conspiracy. I think they're being cheap, and instead of actually providing air conditioning, they're just funneling in the cold air from the atmosphere outside. Yeah,
0: I mean, did you think it was air conditioning? No, I didn't. I I think it's just like an air vent.
1: I think it's an air vent as well, and I don't yeah. like it. And it's only there, and they try to make it like, oh, you have control over it. It's
0: like if you get no, hot I think it's just an air vent, and that's and why it sometimes they're gets being hot. cheap. They're being cheap. I also think the blanket thing is like a space issue. What do you mean? Like them not washing them? No, like they can't have like thicker blankets because they can't be like carrying on such extra load if they're having like a full cargo. That's probably true. You know, there's probably like because there's like a fuck ton of people. You know.
1: There is, but I think about the, the nature of an Airbus. It's literally an Airbus. Yeah. And I'm like, there's so many people on here. We could probably pack this thing out. <laughs> we, could pack we could pack this thing out. When they're like, we need you to check extra bags, that's, a, that's strictly a space thing. It's not a weight thing,
0: um, in my opinion. I don't know.
1: I don't know anything.
0: <laughs> I just want to go back really quickly. Um, how dare you think I wear Tivas on planes?
1: I mean, I think that you should wear Tivas on planes if you're taking your shoe off. Socks, of course, with Tevas, like, not like raw dogging the Teva. The, t- the Teva, <laughs> the by teva. the way, it's, it's pronounced Teva,
0: but I've like trained, I cannot say Teva. I always say Tiva. Um, I first of all would never wear Tivas with socks outside of the radius of my home. Why? Because, like, okay, some hot girls are able to like pull off the crusty look because they're so naturally not crusty. Yeah. I'm, like, already so crusty that, like, if I do stuff like that, like, people are, like, worried about me. And by people you mean Robert? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my landlord and my roommate and, yeah, like, I my mean, neighbors. They're yeah. like, oh, boy. It's one lean of, in. You it's gotta, one of those weeks for her.
1: You got to lean into Cat Lady core. It's really it's good on this side. Mm-mm judgment-free
0: I can't I can't fully give in um, and so I would never wear tivas on the plane I only wear like sneakers or my b- I mostly just wear the pair of shoes that's the biggest me too so
1: yeah but I do have an airport uniform
0: do yeah, you I have a criteria but I usually take whatever is like available of within the categories I'm trying to wear oh wow I have like a specific yeah what I, is it? I have
1: like sometimes it's switching now okay Um, I used to wear this, and I wore this hoodie, I wear this hoodie into the ground still. It's like a completely unmarked gray Yeezy hoodie that I bought years ago for 300 bucks. Mm. And I wear that, because it's just nondescript, it's just gray, It's it's like you're invisible. That's how I think of it, you're like completely invisible. Gray, with black leggings, and either Converse, or a different airport shoe, but usually my Converse.
0: Um. Uniform. That's like pretty classic. It depends on the type of flight I'm taking. If I'm uh, with my family, they're like pretty anti leggings. No, <laughs> does your
1: family get dressed for the airport? Uh, You're gonna make me throw up. Yeah. What do you, we
0: what don't get about d-
1: landing that you need to look so good? So yeah,
0: growing up it was about landing because my grandmother is like very strict, but now she's not here anymore. So like I can wear whatever I want. Um, but back in the day, if we were like going to visit her because we were probably like going to go to lunch, like immediately, like mm-hmm. we had to dress kind of nice. Um, but generally I'll wear like jeans or like black pants, or if I'm traveling, like all this like New York, LA stuff that I'm doing alone, I'm just wearing leggings and then whatever semi-dirty, like one wash away from mm-hmm. being, needs to be washed. Or because one wear- you know you're lighting it on fire Yeah, exactly. So I'm like okay. wearing the most... I Dirty, go, that's not
1: dirty shirt. I go completely fresh.
0: No, I, I can't because I know it's gonna smell bad. But I, it's a shirt that I know I want to have on the trip but that I need to clean regardless. Yeah, I feel
1: you. A day one shirt. And
0: then usually like an oversized sweater and like eight jackets. <laughs> All right, so um, we talked about
1: what you wore on the plane and what I wear on the plane. Is there a certain type of dress that you require
0: for the subway? It's not that it, you're required, it's that like you should not. I have a recommendation. Yeah, I have a recommendation. If that, you're going to sit down, yeah. I hope it's the same that I'm thinking. Yeah,
1: I hope it is too. If you're sitting down on the train, for the love of God, if you're wearing a skirt or shorts, <laughs> 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 please. You're wearing a skirt or a shorts. <laughs> only the part that's covered should be on the seat. Secondly, if you're wearing a skirt specifically, for the love of God, wear shorts under the skirt. Oh, don't you goddamn dare wear a thong. That's what I was gonna say. Oh Please my wear God. Underwear. Oh my God, you're actually like a national terror threat yeah. if you wear a thong and a skirt on the subway. I mean, and you sit.
0: Yeah, if you sit, especially.
1: But you also shouldn't be going to like little restaurants and sitting down like that either. No, I don't want to sit in your booty sweat. After you get up in the summer, and there's booty sweat, it better be at least through one layer of clothing.
0: You need to wear full underwear. I don't care. You if have the, to. I don't care if the line shows or anything. It's uh, that was a hard lesson that I learned as a teenager in New York. You're gonna get a yeasty boy. <laughs> Keep it up.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's, to be playing all that's that. That's my
0: main requirement, and uh, like your toes should be covered, same way that they should be at the airport. Um, uh, leave the fucking toes alone.
1: That's what I say. If if you want to have your toes out, you should have them out. I
0: do not want to see your little piggies.
1: I'm pro foot. Let the foot, let the feet breathe. Not for free. It's like before people were monetizing toes. Why was it okay to wear sandals? I remember there were teachers who would wear sandals to school, and we would sit on the floor next to their feet as they read us books.
0: But that's where you're wrong.
1: It's I never don't think okay. That, th- that wasn't comfortable for me. I wasn't happy about it. It's
0: never okay. But you know what?
1: In an environment like that, you grow up and you're foot positive. You let your foot out. Why should I cover my foot for someone else? It's part of my body.
0: You should never be wearing sandals in New York unless it's July. I disagree. I pull the Birkenstocks out May 1st.
1: May 1st, no sock. I pull out the Doc Martin sandals May 1st, crack of dawn.
0: But are your feet like
1: polished? Always. I just feel like you will never catch me with the, a raw foot. There's
0: so many like crusty feet in New York where I'm just like, there are, but you know, God bless them. Like, let them,
1: they deserve to breathe too. Free the toes. Free the toes,
0: Free the toes but not the tuchus. Like, please. The, not the what? The tuchus. <laughs> Like, please cover your butt on the subway. Full underwear. Full underwear. underwear.
1: All right. So, uh, all right. So, like, we talked about, like, exposing things on the subway. Your butt, your toes. What
0: about exposing your
1: emotions?
0: (laughs) On the subway? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not for it, but it happens all the time. Like, I'm constantly crying on the subway. It's obviously not ideal. Not ideal for who, though? You or the people around you? People around me... Like I think it's ideal for you, though. Yeah, but I'm just
1: like, I'm sorry you have to see this. I am, but no one's really looking. Like, it's it's the best place to just have a breakdown, <laughs> have a mentee It, it be. happens
0: to me a lot. <clears throat> also, because I feel like now that I've, like, moved away and when I come back, like, I just have, like, a lot of, like, memories when I'm on the subway and I'm, like, wow, this is, like, where I used to get off to go here or, like. I do, too. This yeah. is, like, where I used to do a lot of bad stuff. But I
1: never have, like, an um, a nostalgic cry.
0: No, it'll just, like, prime me for feeling kind of emo and then mm-hmm. I'll, like do something else and just start crying about something you'll have a bad conversation and then you'll get back on the train and you're like (laughs) but i'm usually like dissociated from my emotions so the subway kind of just like gets me yeah gets me in my stop zone
1: i also feel like there's certain songs i'll listen to on the train that i won't bump in my home
0: i'll always remember and i feel like this is the best parting thought when sarah was in la and we were coming home from the studio after recording after like twenty hours of podcast recording, and she was like, "You need to turn this shit off. I cannot with the emo shit right now." Yeah, no. You were like, "I'd rather silence than your sad
1: girl music." No, it's like I would think it was like the sixth time I had heard like, like James Blake or something, and I was just probably okay, like, I'm no, like, uh, I am not listening to James Blake." I like James Blake.
0: I that's not personally, sad. I like him. Yeah, but I like the guy. That's not. That's <laughs> not sad girl music. Yes, it is like a little bit more electronic electronic sad girls exist too yeah <laughs> this is like a nostalgic sad girl <laughs> all
1: right well if you like the episode make sure to follow us at not for nothing pod i'm your host sarah Sayed. you could find me at how can i help you
0: and i'm natasha and you can find me at natasha prz thanks see you next week bye
1: thank you